0: Welcome to the Retro Blood. Can you believe this? It's Christmas Eve and we got orders to bring in Santa Claus. Cindy, if uh you don't go back to bed, Santa won't come. He's not the only one. What you might get up to? All those kitties sitting on your knee all day? I'd love to
1: have you sitting on my knee. 31 bucks. Merry fucking
0: Christmas. You see Santa Claus tonight? You better run, boy! You better run! We alive! <gasps> Mommy, you shouldn't have said that.
1: It's naughty to say bad things about old people. Santa Claus will punish you. Very Christmas.
0: I candy not little girl. It's gonna hurt our kids. Go how and sure it's him. Not sure my ass. Look at the fur on
1: that suit. Welcome back, everybody. To a very special month. Here. At the Retro Blood. It is the holiday season. It's a season of Killer Santas. A season of Killer Gingerbread Man. A season of chasing people in your dreams. While you're in a coma. State. And (laughs) it is the season of keeping the tradition alive, of seeing red, and being in rage. Because this is the retro blood, this is the holiday season, this is my favorite season, James Klein, and this is Silent Night, Deadly Night 3. Better watch out, brother. What's going on, everybody? How you doing, Allison? We're in the, uh, we're in the Christmas season, we got some Christmas beer, we are, we are, we are revisiting... Uh, ricky and billy their story we're seeing red out there we're getting pissed off uh uh, we're going there to chop it down people how you feeling how you feel about this christmas
0: oh man Uh, it's got to get better than this right um actually uh i don't know i don't know how i feel about this movie itself um i i i can't hate it for reasons that i'll talk about a little bit later but uh I don't know. Christmas season is great, man, uh, ordinarily.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't I don't yeah, I love Christmas season, love Christmas movies, love Christmas alcohol. Uh yeah. So we're getting to start it started off hot with this one.
1: Yes, we are starting to off hot uh, because <laughs> so a couple things. Um yeah. this this particular movie uh of Night, Night 3, so last um last uh retro blood season, holiday season. Yeah. We did Silent Night, Deadly Night One, and we did yeah. Silent Night, Deadly Night Two. Yes. And for some reason, like, I don't know why we didn't do three. I guess I just thought it was, in, I thought the movie was made in the 90s. Cause you know, yeah. we try to keep it like yeah. always the whole, right. the whole, you know, the whole decade of the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a
0: gimmick.
1: But I guess when I was doing my research again, I found out, oh shit, this movie came in like right before <laughs> the 90s. It came in around November 17th. 1989 so i was like well fuck we'll just we'll just keep keep the train going and keep the reviews going um for one of the probably the i would say probably one of the most recognized um horror holiday movies sunlight night deadly night um you know when we did the reviews for the first and second one obviously the first one is uh i'd probably say still the best one but um you know we'll get we'll get both of our thoughts on the movies here pretty soon but i actually thought this one was pretty. pretty entertaining i say so Uh,
0: it was hard to look away Uh, (laughs) it was it was i don't i don't know like i couldn't it was like part of me was like hard to look away i like it was like part of me was like how did this shit get made yes but then i'm like well we saw the other two this time last Mm -hmm. year so I don't know why I expect anything different. I, I, this was not what I expected, though. I don't know. Like, it was really strange.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: this is one of the strangest movies I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, it definitely is a, a gem. I yeah, I reviewed this show on my old podcast, like, yeah. years, 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 years ago. Um, but it just, something about this movie, I just love it. Like, it has all these, like, cliches on it. It has, like, some weird storyline. I mean, we have fucking Jungle Boy on this fucking movie somehow. Uh, it, it's just, it's just a crazy, it's a crazy movie. So it's going to be a very fun, fun edition here of the retro blood, but we'll start off the retro blood like we always do with the beer brother.
0: Oh yeah. Got open mind. <laughs>
1: yeah. Pop it. Let me hear it. There we go. Oh, there we go. Let's hear it. There we go. So what are you, uh, what are you drinking there, Allison?
0: So I was influenced by you when I, when I picked this beer out, cause oh, okay. I wanted to start drinking... One of the things I love about Christmas time is drinking Christmas beer. And I try not to drink it any other time of the year, even if I have some left over, like mm-hmm. I've got some leftover Christmas beers from last year and I saved them for a full year nice. so I can drink them this year. Um, and this one is influenced by you. It's uh, brewed by the people from your stomping grounds of Texas It's Shiner's holiday cheer. Ooh. You ever had this before? I'm sure you have. We talk about it all the time. I got to be drinking that beer.
1: Oh talking. yeah, <laughs> that's the
0: one. So that's the one you've been drinking. Yes. Yeah, holiday cheer. It's the pecans and peaches. So I finally got some. Yes. Um, it's amber. It's ve- it's a, a kind of an amber. It's very mahogany looking. Um, it's good. It's um, what I would imagine uh, Texas Christmas would be like. Yeah. It's uh it's it's uh, very amber. <laughs> very very amber. Yeah. It's it's like it's it's almost like a hot weather beer in a way. Yeah. It's not a warmer, but it has this pecan. It's like peaches and pecans. And it has this like, you know, roasted pecan taste to it. Caramel, caramely, I guess you would say it's yes. caramel like, um, but it, ha- but it's fruity like peaches or apricots. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's definitely
1: one, uh, you know, I said this before. Um, I think when we did on our last review, you know, when we, when we, Add in the beer talk here and there, like that's probably yeah. my favorite holiday beer right there this is the shiner holiday cheer now mm-hmm. it does have a good competition of that um that pecan beer that yes. uh, both me and you had when we saw the a e w show like that's some high competition was, right there so that was fantastic I probably and say also, those are didn't my we have favorite. that in
0: June yeah, yeah they, they were still <laughs> selling it some <laughs> somehow we were able to get that in June, but yeah, that was yeah. Oh my god, that's that is so good. Yeah. Uh, what what was that one called? Do you remember?
1: Well, I think it's just called Pecan, like Shiner Pecan.
0: Okay. Yeah, that was so good. Like, yeah. I need to find that. Again. It's
1: like a it's like a like a beer tasting root beer in a way. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's a porter. Yeah. It's like a pecan porter.
1: So I'm just doing the the lazy hiker right now. I just had the last one left, but I think you know you had a good idea before we came on on the air. Like you know Christmas season. You know what I mean? This is our this is our time for the dark beers, you know?
0: It's our time to shine. So
1: on our and I'll give out the whole schedule here pretty soon too, because like this month is like my favorite. Okay. I mm. I posted this on my on the Facebook. I posted this on the retro Gla- retro blood Facebook. Like Christmas, there's something about Christmas horror movies that like I just love. I don't know. I like them better than like normal horror movies. <laughs> it's just like the atmosphere, the ridiculous, like Constant killer Santas yes. and shit like this like it, like it, nut there's there's a it, new one coming out like this Nutcracker massacre I mean like oh my god you guys are just <laughs> this is fantastic okay and they're all they're all pretty decent you know well I don't know the, about that blood beat we did last 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 time but <laughs> so oh, far man. all the ones blood I've B- seen was, blood B is good yeah I mean it, even that one was still pretty wild you know like I just like the yeah, theme yeah. of having like Christmas and then surrounding it with like horror movies and stuff there's only been one Christmas horror movie that I hated—I freaking hated yeah. the film—and it's called this one called Red Christmas. Have you ever seen it? Right, nah. I okay, it. don't. It's fucking. It's just. It's just <laughs> trash. It's all trash. All right. Anybody out there saying it's good or not? It's not. It's trash. That shit was trash. It's all trash. the way. <laughs> okay, I can't stand that one. But you know, like, um, uh. Like, it's just just something about the vibe of the Christmas stories. I've always been a big fan of. So, you know, since it's my favorite month, I want to do a couple extras, you know. So, what I'm going to be doing is on the uh, the Facebook group page, um, you know, I'm going to try to do, um, I'm going to drop some uh, old podcasts that I used to do. And we have some Christmas movies on there. So, I'm going to do that for a little extra. Um, I'm also going to try to do this, too. And I think this might be a good idea. So, I'm going to try to do my first ever, like, live, not live, but, like, on the videotape review. All right? And I'm going to do that new movie that's coming out, um, Christmas, Bloody Christmas, that's coming out. And okay. th- that one is supposed to be, like, about, I-, I don't know the whole, I haven't, like, seen a lot of the trailers for it, but I just saw kind of some, some of the images. And, because I, I, I'm, like, half and half when it comes to trailers, you know what I mean? Like, if it's a movie I kind of want to see or pique my interest, I don't want to want to watch the trailer. I kind of just want to, like, experience everything right when I watch it. Um, But what I heard about, this one has some sort of, like, robotic Santa. So that should be very interesting. But what I was thinking about doing is doing a a live and video review of that. Just a short one for all of our Facebook uh, group members out there. So, and then, of course, you know, me and Allison this month are going to be doing a Lights Out episode. And we're going to be dropping that Lights Out episode on Christmas Eve because it's going to be Lights Out talking all about the original Black Christmas. So that should be very fun. Yes.
0: Yeah. So this is actually kind of good for me because, like, I don't have anything against Christmas horror movies, yeah. but I've just never really watched any of them. I mean, I've seen Black Christmas. Yeah. But um, I'm pretty sure. That all the movies that we've been doing last year and this year I haven't seen before.
1: Yeah, well, this year's lineup, um, uh, most yeah. of the movies I haven't seen except for this particular one. So this is going to be pretty fun for all of us on here. Yeah. So, um, uh,
0: net. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say next week's movie I am familiar with when I once I looked it up because I remember the videotape box, but yeah. I've never seen it though. Yes.
1: So you know we don't really do this too much on the retro but We kind of just go by week by week. But you know we already have the full lineup uh, for for this whole month. So I'll just drop it on everybody right now, and uh, I'll remind everybody at the end of the show as well too. Mm-hmm. So obviously this one is Son and I Dead night three. Um, like I said, you can do chronicle order with with this one as well too, because last year me and Allison did one and two. So you can listen to one, two, and yeah. then do this one, three.
0: Yeah, um, and episode uh, part two is where we got our, our good sound. So that, Yes, exactly. That's a milestone for us. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, see a lot of a lot of fun stuff happens in the uh, the holiday Christmas uh, time here. That's true. Yeah. Um. So the next one I'm going to do is a movie called Elves. Okay, yes. <laughs> and it looks ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous, which is fantastic. I love it, <laughs> and that's going to come out next Sunday, and then um after that one drops, um so there's this one might be like a little controversial because this movie technically came out in 1989, but for, for here in America, it didn't come out until the nineties, but mm. I'm going to count it because so, so this, this film was like shown at some sort of like child film festival. <laughs> All right. And it's that, right. uh, that deadly games, uh 911 Santa. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that counts, because it was made in the 80s, and it was intended to be seen in the 80s, but we didn't get it until the 90s. Exactly. Yeah, that counts. So
1: that'll be be dropping on the 18th. And then, Christmas morning, everybody, wake up here, wake up to some presents, wake up to some eggnog, spiked, of course, wake up to some turkey, wake up to some snow if you get it, snow, and then open up the present of the retro blood, because we're going to be dropping on Christmas night, we're going to be dropping... To all a good night that should be a yes. wild one yeah right. that's gonna be great and of course uh before that we'll do the lights out and we'll drop that on the 24th so you have christmas eve with us and christmas i mean what what is the better gift than me and allison's sweet voices mm-hmm. can anybody yeah, name exactly. it?
0: exactly i mean no there's no better gift than that we're giving you the gift of us yeah uh that weekend you get you get you get us twice that weekend yeah i mean come yeah. on now Double team twice. I mean, Christmas
1: basically is is coming early. I mean, we gave everybody what they need. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So that's the whole schedule, everybody. So keep an eye out for all the extras and all the shows dropping. But let's roll on to this episode. So like every Retro Blood, we talk about history of what was going on in metal and pro wrestling at the particular time of the release date. So Silent Night, Deadly Night 3 came out November 17th. 1989 so i mean we're at the tail end of the 80s brother i mean we are about to we're basically almost into the 90s everybody's talking about the 90s or are mm. talking about the new decade but we still got some horror gems to talk about but we also have some good uh, wrestling and metal to talk about so yeah we do so let's see i got something really big when it comes to pro wrestling so do you want me to go first allison or do you want to talk about the metal
0: no, I think you you can go first. Mine's going to be pretty short, but okay. um, yeah, let's, let's talk about the wrestling thing because that'll be that'll be bigger. Yeah.
1: So uh, this is pretty interesting, and I thought this is pretty cool. So, um, let's see. So two days before Silent Night, Deadly Night, better watch out. We would be driving the Trans Am all the way to Troy, New York. Because we would want to see a taping of Clash of the Champions 9. All right? Mm-hmm. It was the uh, the New York uh, Clash of the Champions. All right? Headlined by Ric Flair versus Terry Funk and an I Quit match, brother. The, their it their doesn't fingers. get much better than that. No. It doesn't. So this is like, this is like... WCW like right when it's like in this like weird state right now. So you have Jim Hurd and stuff. You know what I mean? We're we're transitioning to the '90s to get more to that '90s flair, but we still got Ric Flair on top, and we still got you know this is this is basically right after Ric Flair did that trilogy with Ricky Steamboat. All right, so you know, so Ric Flair had those three big matches with Steamboat, and at the la- at this last match, that's when he got uh, he was doing an interview with Terry Funk. And that's when Terry Funk attacked him and piled him through the table.
0: Right. So, yeah, so in that match, so I'm, we'll talk about these matches at some point, I'm sure. But, yeah, the Steam tri- the Steam Bunk, the Steam Boat Trilogy was, or is widely considered by a lot of people to be three of the, maybe the three greatest wrestling matches of all time. Uh, they are all fantastic. Um, one of them is an hour long. Uh, yeah, the other fan they're they're fantastic but yeah so at, at the final match of that trilogy um, they had a, uh, a, a, a they had judges so like you could win on points because I guess the last time the middle one they went to a to a draw right I think they went to an hour-long draw or something. so you could win on points and Terry funk was one of the judges and at the end of that match, He gets he attacks Ric Flair and that's what starts this feud that leads into this uh, to this show to this uh, amazing I quit match.
1: Yeah, so so I think we I think before we talked a little bit about Clash of the Champions and what it is. So basically, Clash of the Champions is a special that they would show on Mm. uh, the TBS network, and um, it was basically it's kind of like how AEW does it nowadays with their Battle of the Belts. It's basically supposed to be like a two-hour long special event. That's not part of their weekly programming. It's supposed to be a special event. It's supposed to be more geared like a pay-per-view. And they would do yeah. these classes. So the- Go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say, so yeah, the reason they have those, though, is because, uh, they, because Vince McMahon gave away Royal Rumble, the first Royal Rumble for free against Starcade on the same night originally. So they wanted to counter. They wanted to counter program Vince for WrestleMania five, four or five, to, and they and and to keep five. to try to keep people. It was five, five, yeah, to try to keep people from buying WrestleMania five. They did uh, Clash of Champions one for free on TVS with Sting versus Ric Flair. Like exactly, but then it just became like a tradition. Yes, and I really like all these shows. I think they're all pay-per-view quality shows. Oh, yeah. In this era, at least.
1: Yes. Yeah, I mean, yes, you're exactly... Every time they would do like a Clash special, I mean, they were great shows and they had good storylines yeah. and great matches to them. Um, and, you know, they would weave commercials in. And they this one would actually had do with some pretty good ratings to it as well, you know, because at this yeah. particular point, like WCW wasn't, you know, that hot of a product, you know. WWE was like full, full force, I've pretty much beaten them pretty much every month at the ratings. But the um, actually this clash actually got around was it about um got it a couple million viewers on there. So they're actually up yeah. and making a lot of uh, uh headlines with this particular show. Um so we we started off we have the commentaries and this is a very interesting mix. Um Jim Rosh and Gordon Sully uh commentated the whole mm-hmm. show. You know, we in this area we don't see a lot of Gordon Sully. Um, you know, doing a lot of commentary. He's, he was mostly like a bigger star in the seventies. But you know, when I was uh, listening to some background of the uh, the actual Clash of Champions show, you know, it was a big uh, influence by Jim Rosh bringing in Gordon Sully to kind of you know help him out, kind of re re his career and stuff. Um, but you know, during this this particular time, Gordon, it's kind of like a okay, you know how somebody like. Booker T comes back, you know what I mean? He's on these panels yeah. and stuff. Yeah. He's on here. It's like, it's like he knows what's going on, but he doesn't really know what's going on. You, but you know, but you act like what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, he, yeah, okay. it's kind of, it's kind of doing one of those things where, okay, I'm gonna call these matches, and if I don't know this guy off the indie scene, I'm just gonna say who is this guy? You know what I mean? Like, I don't do my right. my in- extended research. I'm just gonna go off of what I kind of know, and I'm gonna relate it to what I knew back in the day. So right. that's exactly,
0: like he, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say he doesn't really. He, he knows what he's supposed to be doing, but you can tell he doesn't watch the shows.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure. Uh, well, I'm sure he probably, you know, watches like the main shows, you know. But to me, a good commentator yeah. should know. Okay, if this guy's deb- debuting tonight, we, can we know a little bit about the guy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like, okay, we're going to have uh, uh, Chris Carter show up. And I don't want my commentaries being like, who? Who? Who, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Chris Carter, who the fuck is that? Like, no, okay, I don't know who he is. You don't know. Who, why don't we care about him if we don't know who the fuck this guy is? You know, can we? Can you tell me a little bit about him? Like, that's what I kind of appreciated about, like, Jim con- uh, um, you know, commentary. Yeah. Even though I didn't really give a shit about it. But when he told me everybody's football background, okay, at least I know something about the motherfucker. Okay?
0: Right, exactly.
1: Yeah, Yeah. so I think stuff like that helps, you know. But, you know, sometimes commentators just want to go in like, yeah, we got this guy. He's uh, doing this thing. Okay. So that's what's kind of going on with Gordon Sully. But, you know, obviously, you know, Gordon Sully was probably like one of the most famous announcers of all time in pro wrestling. Yeah. Um. So this show is actually like really cool looking. So, like, I'm a really big fan of the uh, set designs of early, like, late uh, 80s WCW going on the early 90s. They had, like, really cool-looking sets, you know? Pretty basic-looking mm-hmm. sets, but, like, very, like, like big ramps, uh, nice pyro, you know, very shiny and stuff. So I, I, I just, like, their sets are really cool. So these were no exception. Like, this one, like, it was, like, a huge ramp, or, like, a big stage, and didn't had, like, mm-hmm. stairs going down it. And so, like, every time a wrestler would get on top of stage, it looks like he was on top of the world. So, I thought that was kind of neat. Um, but we started yeah, off. Cool design. And, yeah. And, like, the music was actually pretty fun during this uh, pay-per-view as well. And the matches, Whew, good, shit, good shit here. So, our mm-hmm. first contest of the evening, our first winter contest, brother, is going to be the, uh, the fabulous Freebirds. The carnation of Jimmy Garvin and Michael Hayes.
0: Yeah, which is the free birds that I know.
1: Yes. Yeah this is this isn't the uh, WCCW one. This is kind of like the uh, yeah. the WCW version, but they still had Bat Street. They still came out the Bat Street. They actually, oh, for sure. they because, actually, yeah. oh, they actually defeated. No. Uh, they actually defeated the Road Warriors, Road Warrior Animal, and Road Warrior Hawk by mm-hmm. Allison's favorite disqualification, Dis- disqualification brother. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know they're not gonna beat the Road Warriors clean, man. Yeah, never.
1: Like that's very like, rare when that if that can even happen, especially around this era. That's for sure.
0: Yeah,
1: pretty good match though. I liked it. You know, a lot, lot of uh, chemistry, a lot of good, a um, lot of good chemistry between these two. So we have another tag team match. We have Doom, Butch Reed, and yeah. Ron Simmons. Great team. With hell yeah, woman. I always like that name, mm-hmm. woman. Okay, this gets right to the point. Uh, they defeated Eddie Gilbert and Tommy Rich. So, you know, not too bad. Of course, Doom, big, powerful, jacked-up dudes. Great team. Uh, we have another tag team match. We're all about the tag teams that over here in this one. The Midnight Express brother, Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane. Uh, they defeated the Dynamic Dudes. Allison's favorite team. The Dynamic Dudes, Johnny Ace and Shane Douglas.
0: Yep, Laurinaitis and uh, and Shane Douglas. Yeah, I, uh, I never asked fantastic. you this. Uh, They're a fantastic uh, team.
1: What did you? How, how did you feel about Shane Douglas?
0: I lo- I like Shane Douglas. Um, I really like Shane Douglas when he was in ECW.
1: Exactly. This guy um, he was, was great. An
0: ECW champion. He was great. He was even good um, when he came back to WCW. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: when he was in that. Faction with uh, was it Perry Saturn and some other people? Yeah,
1: the Revolution.
0: <laughs> the Revolution, yeah, that's what they were called. And he was that uh, was even pretty good.
1: Yeah, and he had his. Uh, I think he was managed at the time by Tori Wilson.
0: That's what I was thinking. Yeah, because yeah. well, maybe. Not, was, no. was Kidman in that, or was he in the Filthy Animals? No, was he was in Kidman that, and Tori together. Yeah, they were, but then they did
1: like this like angle where like she like split from oh, him right. for a little bit.
0: Oh right, right. Because they
1: right, probably like so you know, the biggest thing about Shane Douglas when he was in ECW, he had Francine. And they had the whole like big jock and cheerleader type of gimmick going on. But right. uh you know, he was great. Like his later work in ECW with his promos and his his like presence and stuff, I thought he was a great ECW champion. A lot better than yes. this uh random tag team with like skateboards and shit. <laughs> so uh it's just so weird. <laughs> So this match was actually a little interesting. The next one, Steve Williams defeated the Super Destroyer. Yeah. So and this the
0: Super Destroyer is, uh, fuck, Pretty Jack mean... Victory. Jack Victory, brother. Yeah. This is like the fourth. I think the fourth, third or fourth mass character he played.
1: Yeah, brother. Duh.
0: So it, other than so he was he was assassin. He was one of the assassins. Yeah, Russian assassin. He was a too. character named. The, yeah, he was one of the. He was a character named the Blackmailer. Yeah, um, he was. Are you serious was a with his name? Destroyer.
1: So this guy was called the <laughs> Terrorist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Where the fuck was that? at? <laughs> I know you can tell there's not a lot of thought put into this, um, and I think he actually played a character named the Terrorist too, if I'm not mistaken.
1: So also had in this match, we had um, a run-in by Santa Claus too. So that was cool.
0: Yes, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's, I mean, who played Santa Claus?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. It doesn't say, but it was just some like, I think oh, okay. it was just some fair s- just some random person. Um, fair enough. Yeah, I think when I watched it, I I, I, I didn't say I skipped this part, but I didn't. Let's just, let's just say I didn't watch it fully. So, if Santa Claus was a wrestler, I didn't really notice it. Um, okay. <laughs> this next match was a, a fantastic match. And these guys, uh, they, they fought before. I think they fought out that year's Halloween Havoc that we actually reviewed before. Mm-hmm. But we had uh, another match between the Steiner brothers, Rick and Scott, versus the Skyscrapers. Dan Spivey yep. and Sid Vicious, brother. Huh. Why can't we have that team back nowadays? The Skyscrapers. You know who'd be a good Skyscrapers uh-huh. nowadays? It'd be Wordload and Lance Archer, because they're both big and tall and jacked. Uh, well,
0: Lance Archer for sure. Is Wardlow tall enough to be a yeah. skyscraper? Yeah, he's pretty tall. Okay. I'm pretty Land- sure he is. Sure.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean another- that would
0: be that'd be great. Yeah.
1: I mean, fucking why not? Just go out there and kill people.
0: I mean, fuck. I wonder if that's uh, copywritten, but I wonder if WWE owns the Skyscrapers name.
1: They might. But they are managed by Teddy Long. I always loved that team. You know, just two big dudes, like fucking tall guys, and just fucking beating people up. You know, the original Skyscrapers had the. Uh, Undertaker in it but hmm. you know when he left I, to go I thought
0: to... I, I thought this was the original Sky oh Tripbers yeah yeah, yeah he replaced Sid Vicious
1: yes yes you're right yeah he yeah so Sid was about to be leaving and then Undertaker replaced him
0: yes yeah that's mean Mark Callis
1: yes uh, the next one we had was actually a um, it was another a rem- rematch we had Lex Luger the champion defeated mm-hmm. Flying Brian to retain the NWA United States Heavyweight Championship. So, another great, excellent match by these guys. Um, so, we're seeing, like, right now, it's a lot, of, a lot of kind of rematches from the from the first Halloween Havoc that we reviewed. But, um, you know... You're getting it happened,
0: th- like, three weeks before this. Yeah,
1: exactly. And we're getting... Yeah, I mean, this is live, free on TV. I mean, these matches are free on TV. Like, that's, that, that's a pretty big deal for this particular time. Because, you know, like we were saying before, like... um. You know, if you're watching, you know, American wrestling around this era, it's mostly like stars killing jobbers and then maybe one star Mm -hmm. versus star match. Like, this is like a full pay per view live. Like, this, this one would have been fantastic to watch live.
0: Yeah. This, this is kind of unheard of. And, and, you know, other than at Royal Rumble, that was given away for free. But yeah, this is kind of unheard of for, for TV. I mean, it was on cable. So you had to have cable. It was free if you had cable, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah this is i mean no, there's nothing like this now i mean you compared it to you know AEW's Battle of the Belts and it's a lot like this except the difference is this was good yeah you know this well, is what battle of the, the belts should be yeah yeah the concept is the same this is what battle of the belts should be battle of the belts should be a 2 hour show on a saturday where they actually have titles contended that matter um now with you know with their in their defense They've every single time they've had a scheduled scheduled a battle of the belts, they've always had to like, you know, blow their load like the on Dynamite the week before because they're always competing against some big WWE thing that's about to happen. Um but yeah, I think that if if they could get Battle of the Belts like this, it would just be magical. Like it would be so it would be so good. It yeah, be, you know, you couldn't miss it. It would be so great.
1: Exactly. So like we said before, the main event, Ric Flair the uh, NWA World Heavyweight Champion, he defeated mm-hmm. Terry Funk to retain the title in I Quit match. So the gimmick behind this match was a couple of things. So whoever, like, made the other person say I quit, the other person said they'll shake each other's hand. You know what I mean? In respect. Mm-hmm. But so, <laughs> so one part I thought was, like, a little, like, funny in a way. Was uh, you know so Terry so Terry Funk was like m- with I don't know if he was managed, but he was pretty much with Gary Hart at this time. Yeah. And Gary Hart was like, Listen, Terry Funk, not only is your pride on this line, the entire state of Texas is on the line. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah. Terry Funk in this match had the heart in the back of Texas on his back. Like if Yeah, we'd he
0: f- lose the state of Texas if he loses this match. <laughs> exactly. It goes straight back to Mexico.
1: <laughs> so apparently, in November 15, eighty nine, Texas is no more. After Terry Funk said I so, quit, so, so I don't know where I've been living for the past like uh, <laughs> fucking thirty years. That's <laughs> uh, not Texas, brother, because that thing he said I quit, so it's gone. It was gone. So so this match is pretty great. Like so, this is like this is a very interesting match, I think, because. You know, at this time, we didn't see a lot of, like, outside the ring stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, obviously, when we get to the ECW era, like, all that weapons and hardcore shit, you know, we saw a lot of that. You know, obviously, you know, during this time, if you go to, like, Japan or get some trade tapes from Japan, yeah, you'll see a bunch of crazy shit. You know, like, death matches and stuff. But in American, especially American TV audience, you didn't see a lot of wild brawls. You know what I mean? Unless, like, yeah, not at this point. Yeah, I mean, of course, we had the dog collar match, you know what I mean? We had a couple of collar matches, so we see that, but that was mostly confined in the ring. You know, these guys, Terry Funk and Ric Flair, were doing pile drivers outside, whipping people to the ropes. Yeah. We we're doing this big thing about getting Terry Funk's knee, so you know, it wasn't like crazy, you know, because you see a lot more crazy matches even nowadays. But if you take yourself in that time frame, you could be like, wow, this is a wild brawl, you
0: know what I mean? Well. Yeah, but you also have to consider it's a Turner show as well. Yeah. So if you go back like to that dog collar match, like that's an early eighties match. Like Crockett was doing some pretty hardcore stuff in the early eighties. Um, you know, early to mid eighties. But by this point, they had definitely like tried to tone it down somewhat and they stayed in the ring with everything. They started that, you know, that rule where you get disqualified if you throw somebody over the top rope, that, that kind of thing. Um but this match is pretty crazy. I mean it, I mean it's it's Terry Funk so I mean yeah, you know that's what you would expect right for a, from a funk match. It would be it would be kind of nuts. Um cuz Terry Funk's crazy. Um and Ric Flair can wrestle with anybody. So you know this is this is just set up to be a classic. Yes. Um and it was free. Like this was given away for free on television. It's just amazing for me to think about that. Yeah.
1: So after working over his leg for a bunch uh Flair eventually put uh, Terry Funk in the figure floor and Terry yeah. Funk eventually quit and then he got up he was like shake my hand you're the better man And like, you know there's big high tensions between the two so Rick Flair eventually shook his hand and stuff Gary Gary Hart came in and started bitching at fucking Terry Funk because you know he let the whole state of Texas down that has gone I was about now. to
0: say he lost Texas yeah
1: Texas is gone now <laughs> so so um, so like Gary just started punching him and knocking him down and then Rick Flair came to his aid then we had the great Muda come out and start attacking flair we had the great Muta's manager come out there start attacking flair and funk gary hart start beating putting the boots to terry funk and then we had lex Luger come out and start beating everybody's ass he was beating everybody's ass and then apparently he like uh, towards the end of the show like lex Luger goes over to where they, they had a bunch of trophies for like fans and and because they, they had the guy from uh um uh was it pwi um uh, they took yes. all the photographs. He was there handing out trophies, mm-hmm. and Lexu Luger, Lex Luger goes over there and breaks all the trophies, and that's how we go off the air. So we're kind of building to K, which would be Lex Luger versus Ric Flair. So a lot of fun shows. A lot of a lot, I really like this era of WCW. You know, even though there was like chaos, you know, in the backstage area during this particular time of uh, WCW, uh, mm-hmm. I think the actual like characters and the in ring work was was like fantastic. I thought it was like top notch.
0: Yes, it was fantastic. I mean, this was. I mean, WCW up until about mm, halfway through '99, their wrestling was always good. It was always just the backstage stuff that was all fucked up.
1: Yes, yeah, they always had like good matches, even if they had like you know certain people on top that were not not as good. They they usually have like at least mm-hmm. one or two good matches on all their shows. On yeah, yeah. so but yeah, like we would all be checking out. Uh, uh, Clash of the Champions uh, New York Knockout. That's what it was called. And that was uh, two days before we would be renting Silent Night, Dead Night 3, brother. But uh, we know where shows we're going to. We know where we're going to be renting. Allison, what are we listening to uh, during this hot month of November?
0: Okay, on our way to going to see uh, Clash of Champions or watching it on television and going to the rental store so we can rent Silent Night, Deadly Night 3. Better watch out. Um, We are listening on our cassette player in the Trans Am. We're listening to Carcass, because we just saw Carcass like a week or two ago. So Carcass released their second album. So in 1988, they released their first album, which was called Reek of Putrefaction. So how do you follow up Reek of Putrefaction? Well, one year later, you put out Symphonies of Sickness, which yeah. is the album we're talking about tonight. Yeah, but this is the second carcass album. Um, it's 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 more. It's still like they're, you know, I mean, obviously, it's early, but like it's still in their like death metal stage. So they, they sound like a death metal band. Um, like a like you can tell they're influenced by the American, the Florida, Tampa death metal scene. Um, so they play, they play similar to those bands. Um it's a it's a fantastic album. Um it definitely is not as technical as they became as especially as, as technical as they are now. But I mean it does have some of their um uh classics on it. Um I mean it has um the song Reek of Putrefaction is actually on this album and not on Reek of Putrefaction, which is weird. But you know it has Exhumed to Consume which they still play. They played that on Sunday that, that Sunday night when we saw them. Um it has input and pathological necrosisism. <laughs> it's hard for me to say, but um, yeah, the, all their titles are this way. Um, the swarming vulgar mass of infected virilacy. Um Yeah, this these are some classics. These are some absolute classic death metal songs about blood and gore and things that we love on this show. And this is a fantastic album, and everybody out there should check it out.
1: Yeah, they're pretty good live. They had um, like. I'm sure they didn't do this in the eighties, but they had like these like screens on set with them that would show like uh yeah. different like um what is it called? Medical tools and shit like that. I thought that was pretty cool looking.
0: Yeah, like that. uh yeah, like scalpels and like uh uh what do you call those things? Uh yeah, medical tools. It had all kinds of medical tools on it. Um but yeah, I'm sure they didn't do that in the eighties. They probably didn't afford that then. Um, but yeah, they were, uh, they were great live. I've seen them several times now. They were at the festival that I went to in Las Vegas in August. And, uh, they're, uh, they, you know, they, like I said, it was them a couple weeks ago and, uh, yeah, they're from England. They're an English death metal band, which is, um, uh, kind of unusual, but, uh, yeah. So symphony of sickness by carcass classic, classic album. Go buy it, stream it on the Spotify or whatever you have. Do, uh,
1: uh, do you think it. our boy Ricky, when he was in his, uh, newly attained form was a big fan of carcass.
0: Um, he could have definitely been. Yes. He definitely could have been with the, uh, uh, with their, uh, song their song lyric, uh, content could have definitely influenced him and in his, uh, bowl of liquid that he wore on his head to yes. murder people. Yeah. I, I got a couple <laughs> of questions for you, Allison, about this movie.
1: You know, you always have, even though I've seen, <laughs> you not- have questions for me. <laughs> I've seen this movie twice, and I'm still confused about Ricky's character. And I've seen this movie at least twice. But we'll we'll get into that here soon. But uh, I actually have this idea that I want to start having for the shows. So, you know, we always go over, like, you know, production notes and shit like that. But I want to name this. You know, I I like the brand shit. You know, I'm like Vince McMahon. I want to brand everything. Okay? Mm -hmm. So I think I want to call, when we talk about production notes or, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, I want to call this segment... Mm -hmm.
0: Who booked, <laughs> yes. question, yeah. who booked this shit? Who booked this shit? Yes.
1: That's because that was going to be my question is who booked this shit? Who booked this shit? All right. So, who booked Sonic Night? Yes, we have a third one, everybody. Okay. Sonnet. did we need a third one? No, but we're going to have one anyway. So, okay. We, we
0: barely had a second one. Half the, half the second one was a flashback to the first movie.
1: Yes. And then when I was watching this, I was like, they're not going to do it again, are they? They're not going to do it again, are they? <laughs> they almost did. Alright, they almost they almost. almost they almost tricked us there. Alright. So this is uh you know, Silent Night, Dead of the Night Three, Better Watch Out. Alright? Yeah. It was uh it was made by Monty Hellman, alright? Yes. And this is a direct to video release. Alright. So we would have to find this shit at the fucking store. And to be honest with you, okay. So I'm a big fan of like the first two, even though the second one was really weird. I definitely would've rented this shit. I'd have been so you know how much this shit was too? Like if you buy like the VHS. This shit was eighty bucks I mean, was back in like, the day.
0: I was about to say it's probably like eighty dollars. Yeah. That shit that, was that's eighty dollars. Yeah.
1: Fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be like, fuck, I spent eighty bucks on this? I mean like yeah, I guess the girl who looked like the craft girl was cute. I was like, okay. So this is
0: eighty dollars in nineteen eighty nine money when people are making like two dollars an
1: hour. I know. They want they want a lot for this movie. Um, so you know, this one is kinda like in the it's like it's pretty much a direct sequel to number two. Um and th- I mean, I guess we can get into some of this now. So apparently we're gonna forget about Billy. Okay, so Billy was the main guy in the first one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just a quick recap for everybody. So Billy was the main guy in the first one. He's the one who witnessed his mom and his dad getting killed by that Santa Claus on the road. And that's why he got triggered. He was sent to like an orphanage and shit with his younger brother, Ricky. And that's yeah. when he kept seeing red and keeps seeing sex. And that would all trigger him to kill people. All right. And Ricky's thing was he got triggered by seeing, um, this, the Santa Claus that the cops thought was the Billy Santa Claus get killed right in front of him. And then of course, when he sees red, he gets pissed and he hates garbage for some reason.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> yes.
1: So, so, um, so, just a couple. Of, you know, there's not a whole lot about this movie. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know why. But I, if I met this guy, I'd ask him. I would ask ask this guy a ton of questions. So they didn't get me on this fucking panel with this Hellman guy. I have, like, I actually have a ton of questions for him about this movie. Number one um, is it- why, why? Okay, so Ricky, we we transferred his brain, but why did we put why did we put his fucking brain into Bill Mosley? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well when i saw this i was like oh bill mosley's in this this yeah. is gonna be good yeah right um I, th- so if i met bill mosley i would be like why did you make this well you know like money. why maybe well that's gonna be his answer i'm sure because yeah. of money I mean, i'm pretty sure he- not like bill mosley was a nobody i mean he was in texas Chainsaw massacre 2 i mean he'd been in some decent movies before this you know um but, uh, yeah, Mon- Monty Hellman is actually a really good director. <laughs> he's made some really good movies.
1: Yeah,
0: um, I mean, he made Beast from the Haunted Cave. He made some westerns. He made The Shooting and Riding the Whirlwind, uh, A Lane Blacktop. I mean, he's made some really good movies. And then he made this. Um, you know, this was like a movie that I'm sure that he, he was like, a, it was probably for him a situation where he's like, yeah, I haven't made a movie in a long time, but I get invited to make this, so yeah, I'm gonna do it. That kind of thing was is my guess.
1: So um, according it, to didn't write it though, yeah. So according to Hellman, like uh, this movie was done like pretty quick, and he actually like credits it as one of his best works, even though like you know uh, he's had probably better. Uh, but you know it's just the speed at which the 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 entire project was put together. He said the original script was thrown out, or where we heard that before. And it so was, it was
0: worse than this. Yes.
1: Okay. And it was rewritten in one week. Oh, why well, have we heard that before? <laughs> Every episode of Vince McMahon's Raw. Yep. Vince McMahon would have heard this one movie. one night. Yes. Yeah. And they said, like, these. They, they uh, apparently they started filming in March and it ended in April. I was like, fuck, okay, that mm-hmm. was quick. And then uh, they basically, they got this movie done pretty quickly. So, so that's why it came out uh, super quick. And then... Uh, it was uh, in July. Um, that's when it had like a print for a film festival to go see it in. And this movie was originally released like how the how we would have got it in the eighties. It was released from International Video Entertainment. So that that's who yep. released it on VHS. Oh, and then while Entertainment, so while Image Entertainment released it on Laserdisc. That's right, brother. Ooh, we're getting to Laserdisc, brother.
0: Yeah, I like so we it. can watch it the highest possible quality of its time.
1: Yes. So you know, going back to really quick to uh, to to Bill Mosley. So I'm pretty sure this is like, yeah, this he did this movie after he did Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
0: Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was like early '80s, right? Eighty-two or three. Or well, so. he did
1: he did uh, Texas Ma- Chainsaw Massacre 2, which is 1986.
0: That's what I'm. Oh, it was '86. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. So like, yeah, he was a uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not really. Yeah, I guess. I mean, hey, it's probably just paid well. <laughs> Cause he yeah, didn't really I mean, have a yeah, lot he, of lines in here. He was just kind of like showing up.
0: Laura, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. But that was pretty much it. Um, yeah, he was. I mean, he's. You know, he he was not like. I mean, I love Bill Mosley. You know, I love Bill Mosley in Texas Chainsaw on, on Massacre Two. I love him in the Rob Zombie movies. He's great. But, you know, you're right. He's not like a an A-list uh, actor, probably. But, you know, he'd been in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He'd been in a lot of bit parts or, like, a lot of, like, supporting roles. Yeah, um, so he, he was in, in The, the Blob. Power. The Blob. He was in The Blob. He was in The First Power, which is a movie we'll probably do eventually.
1: Pink um, Cadillac.
0: Pink Cadillac, yeah.
1: So he did Pink Cadillac um, with Clint Eastwood. Then he did Silent Night, the Night 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, buddy.
0: But he had a he had a larger role in that. He it's really he's this movie is like really strange. It's almost like it's a cross between uh, Halloween four and Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven. I don't know when Part Seven came out in comparison to this, but it's 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 a it's like a cross between those two two yeah. stories.
1: Kind of mergers. But let's get into it, everybody. Let's get into Son of Night Dead and Night Three. Better watch out better watch
0: out brother enter a world of dreams laura tell me what you saw in your dream
1: i told you dr newberry santa claus
0: a world of silence
1: subject may be making contact i don't want to see the future or the past i just want to be normal
0: a world of madness
1: no one is
0: normal a world that
1: can't be ignored. She likes it. Loves it. She can't resist it. She wants to penetrate his mind. See what he sees. He was a little boy. And then something happened. Something terrible. Because when the dream
0: is over...
1: I don't know what's going on here. But whatever it
0: is... The <laughs> nightmare begins. <laughs> The Yuletide Terror returns. His brain was surgically reconstructed. You don't mind my saying I'd have pulled his plug. Even <laughs> his life was a value. With the saga that shocked a nation. <laughs> Robert Culp, Silent Night. Deadly Night. Part 3. Better Watch Out. Supported by full trade and consumer advertising. P.O.P. includes a full-size poster.
1: All right. So we're starting off the movie. So, I already did like a little recap, you know, we had Billy, the main person for number 1. Saul's parents got killed by Santa. He got enraged by Santa Claus, he got enraged by sex. That's why he started killing everybody. We had Ricky, the younger brother of Billy. Uh, see, I saw like, Santa Claus that the cops stopped were Billy but wasn't sh- cut, shot and killed in front of him. Plus all the trauma that happened with Billy that he heard about. Uh, He would get triggered by Red. All right. So different kind of triggering with Billy and Ricky, but the same kind of concept. So when we last saw Ricky, he got shot to death, apparently, and he uh, died. So what we see is (laughs) we see we start off with some girl where we find out her name is going to be Laura. At first, I was like, okay, am I on the right movie? Is this the craft?
0: craft.
1: Because yeah. she ha- she's had all the crosses on her and that fucking black, you know, the dress. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, so she's in like this room, it's like this white room, or what I put in my wrote, <laughs> I put in my notes. She wakes up in a white room-like structure. <laughs> uh-huh. She has crosses everywhere, and she looks over to see to see some guy in a coma. So we don't know who this guy guy is yet, but he's a guy in a coma and like. Okay, you ever seen the movie uh um uh, Aliens Attack? Uh
0: I don't think I've seen that,
1: no. No, Mars Attacks, Mars, Mars attacks. Mars attacks, yes. yes I haven't seen Mars Attacks. Remember how the aliens had like their brain and like the little thing?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that that's what this guy looked like. Because <laughs> he had his little <laughs> brain like a tube. <laughs> All right? Yeah.
0: It looked like a really cheap Halloween costume.
1: So she like looked at him and stuff, right? And she's like smiling and everything. And eventually he wakes up and he has like one of those like knives, those little like cavender knives. And then like he's like, Laura. And then she like runs away and shit. And he eventually catches her a little bit, cuts her arm, she keeps running. She's like running through all the halls. She got, you know, just running through all these halls. She eventually sees Santa. And she's like, she's like, ghost follows the Santa's because she wants some help and stuff. Um, and then she eventually opens up this room. She sees uh the guy in his bloody room. And um, she's she's running around there, and she sees Santa, like, like in this white room. But he's like, you know how the the Santa Claus are like there, and like during like their little Santa meetings, like they have like a tree there, presents. S-
0: well, what S- do you call Santa them? Santa meetings. What do you? That's call- a good name. That's a good name. Is any that just it just threw me off for a minute. So okay, I you know when you bring your kid to go on. meet
1: Santa, like what do you call that?
0: <laughs> you don't call them Santa meetings. I mean, I don't know what you call that. That's as good a name as Henny. It just threw me off. Hey, we're going to go meet
1: Santa. I mean, what do you call, yeah, what do you okay. call that? Like, it's- hey, I'm going to bring you to go see Santa. So she, there's nobody bringing her. She just showed up and Santa was just there. And he says, "I go sit in my lap. I was like, okay. Yeah. So she goes and She just wants all this shit. Like, I want, like, a bicycle. I want a fucking, uh, I want a Barbie. I want a bicycle. I want a radio. I was like, man, calm down. She, she wants a Mickey Mouse watch and shit. And I was like, okay. And then eventually Santa pulls a knife and she screams. Yeah. <laughs> I actually liked that scene where like, Santa was like there. Like, I don't know, I liked it. So uh, she wakes up and apparently she was dreaming. All right?
0: You don't say. Yeah.
1: And, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. swerve. There you go, she was dreaming. Swerve. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we had this doctor. Newberry, this guy was fucking weird. The Doctor uh, Newberry guy, very strange yeah, character.
0: I, ca- I call him uh, uh, Doctor Loomis Light. Yes,
1: yeah, very light.
0: Yes, very light.
1: So, so the big thing. So we find out that this girl that that was doing all the walking, her name is Laura. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and she uh, she's blind. Yeah. All right? And this doctor. Newberry is doing like experiments with her to uh to like uh, test her dreams out, and we're kind of like getting like a little like hints about like she's basically in this like this experiment phase where she is uh she goes to sleep, and then she's like sh- the doctor is trying to connect both the coma victim that we see over there and her together mm. to see if like. To see, like, if she can, like, talk to this person that's in a coma by her, uh, uh, her uh, telepathic powers that she supposedly has. Y- yes. And then, so every time she wakes up, the dog is like, okay, what was it? What did you see? She was like, I didn't see that much. I was just seeing dreams. He's like, what kind of dreams? Like, he wants to know more more, more questions. She was like, well, I was dreaming about Christmas. And, and, you know, because it's Christmas Eve, so I was drinking about, of course I was drinking about Santa. He's like, well, what, what was the Santa doing? She's like, well, he was doing Santa stuff. And he's like, okay, well, can we try this again? <laughs> can, you know, he wants to try, like, another one. He wants to get more vivid answers. And then he goes and talk, starts talking to himself. And this is what we, we kind of, he's, like, talking to himself, like, on one of those radios. <laughs>
0: This was annoying, yes, <laughs> when he's like talking into the the recorder, yes, like it was just obnoxious, <laughs> I was afraid the whole movie would be like this with this moron talking into this uh, recorder, but luckily, they knocked this off after a little while,
1: yes, um so <laughs> so she he's kind of like going on saying, like you know he wants to try this experiment again, he's like, uh, you know, like I think it's working, but I'm not sure. Is it working? Yeah. Maybe it's working. I'm not really sure though. Who that. knows? But who knows? That's,
0: he doesn't he literally say that. He's yes. like, I think it's working, but I'm not sure. It yes. might be. I don't know if it is. I'm like Well, my favorite
1: part's coming what up kind here soon. Doctor, sitting, are you? This Bro, this guy had some lines, okay? <laughs> I don't know where the fuck they found this guy. Um, so he wants to try this experiment again, all right? Um so he puts uh Laura back down. And yeah. this is when we get the first scene from the very first movie. So, this is a, 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 a little confusing here. Uh, so, this is why I need to be on a panel. Because I'm very passionate about my Silent Night, Deadly Night movies. Okay? Yeah. So, here's my first question. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, Laura, is, she's she's tapped tapped into, let's just spoil it. The guy who's in a coma is Ricky. Okay? Yeah. That's the guy who's in the coma. That's the guy who the doc is trying to link to. He's trying to link mm-hmm. the Kungwa guy, Ricky, to, to Laura. And he wants to make he wants to know if Laura can communicate with Ricky. And then if he can, like he made some sort of scientific uh, breakthrough because now they can have people who can communicate with Kungwa victims. Okay? So the premise is good. All right? Okay. My thing is, so I watched number two. Okay? Ricky said in number two, he didn't remember the details about what happened when his mom and dad died. Billy's the only one that told him. So, let me ask you a question. So, how is Laura, when she taps into Ricky's memory, supposed to recap detail scenes of Billy's mom and Ricky's mom and dad being killed? Tell me how.
0: Alright, so this is how that this happens. So, okay. the the scenes that we're seeing um, are not the actual... Um, are not, uh, not those things actually happening. They're images that ricky created in his mind based on the story that billy told him okay so that's 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 my uh that's my kayfabe answer to but, it, that but
1: when we watched it it looked exactly like the clip from the first movie
0: yeah because it is okay but um but but yeah um so when i when i first started watching this and this, it went to that scene, and I was like, "God damn it,
1: they're gonna do it again." <laughs> I know. I was like, I'm "They
0: have got to it. watch <laughs> the first movie again." Yeah. It's like they got us again. But, <laughs> <brother>. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, it didn't last as long this time as it did the first time. Yes.
1: So, and I'll take your answer. I'll take it. Okay, I'll mm-hmm. take it. So she wakes up screaming. All right, and they're like, "Wait, what's going on? What would you see?" It's like I gotta go to the restroom. So I thought this part was pretty like. Very interesting. So the dog's like on his microphone again. It's like It's like, all right. Okay. I think we got a breakthrough <laughs> over here. All right. But I think she's playing games with me. Why well, she's like walking away. <laughs> she just hits well, all the like I think she's playing games really with me. It's like like super loud so she could hear it and shit. I was like, What the fuck, bro? She's just walking there. <laughs> it's like I'm trying she's to get just her. A yeah.
0: It's almost like it's like uh like a boyfriend and a girlfriend are like they're kind of like no. trying to like be wait, passive aggressive with her or something. Wait till we hear um, these other
1: lines coming up here soon. This guy gets super creepy. All right.
0: I wonder. I wonder if uh, video, if voice recorders were like a new, a newer mainstream technology at the time, and that's why they used it so prominently in this. Because yeah. I just thought it was really weird that they they used this so such a use this as such a like uh, storytelling tool. This recorder. Of course I guess today it would be like somebody talking into their phone, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much.
0: You know, doing a YouTube video or whatever. But-
1: so she, she's also he's also like, Yeah, should not be like she might not be uh uh using up her full powers. I think she's denying her power. She should, could be holding something back. It's like we gotta do some more tests. All right. And then this is when it gets a little creepy. So she gets back in there, they're gonna do one more test, okay? And he's like, Okay, I need you to relax, but I need you to Really relaxed this time, all right? Mm. No thoughts at all. I need to. I need the sleep to take you away. <laughs> I need to, sleep <laughs> to take you away. The dreams. Think about the
0: dreams. It sounds like he's gonna dreams. molest her. Take,
1: well, and he was all like,
0: "You go. You go to the dreams. Go to the dreams." To the dreams.
1: And then he's like, "Dreams, go to the, dream. go, go to the dreams." <laughs> 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 it's like in the background. I was like, this is... "Dreams, okay."
0: Is she dreaming? Okay yeah so now think about this let's pause for one second so this is not the script this is this is the script they used this is not the script they hated so what the hell was this (laughs) script that they didn't like that's what i want to know like how shitty was this first script that this one was better i have to find that i have to find
1: find that script (laughs) can i i can i I would pay good money to remake that script that they threw away, just to see it compared yeah, to this yeah. one.
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: All right, so now we get more of the first movie. I was like, "Oh fuck!" Now they, get, now I was like, "Fuck!" Now they're getting us. Okay, oh, so this is God, when Santa yeah. was uh, uh shooting shooting at the uh, the mom and the dad, and and you yeah. know Billy's watching this whole thing. So, so then Laura, she now uh, she's now waking up, freaking out now. All right. Um and then she, she Doc's looking over and then she's looking at the coma guy and then we this is when we finally see the the chart for the coma guy and it's gonna yes. be Richard Ricky Cladwell. No. Yeah. So he's back, brother. He's back. He's, yeah. And he doesn't look anything like he did in the second movie
0: at all. No. No. Well that's because half of his head's gone, right?
1: Yes, and his face is completely different.
0: His face is completely different. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I'm a little confused. Uh, I have many questions. One of them is, so he's in a coma. Yeah, which implies that he survived the shooting.
1: Yeah, well, they they talk about that here soon.
0: I'm like, <laughs> and but the whole he gimmick has, behind but, him surviving. But they cut off of his head. That they cut off the top of his head and put a bowl on it. Yes. All right, I just want to make that clear for the for the people. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking about the people out there. So, all right, right. That, that, I'm sure this will make sense as we go. Right here we go.
1: Yes. So, so Laura's, you know, saying like, you know, like she's basically just saying like her dreams are a little bit scary, so it's hard to talk about. And then she was like, hey, she's like wondering like, so is my brother? He's going to be picking me up. But then the mm-hmm. the doctor said, like, oh yeah, it's Christmas Eve and stuff. Maybe we'll pick up all the stuff after the holidays. Where are you going? She's like, well, I'm gonna be going to visit my grandma in uh, Peru. He's like, you're going to Peru for the holidays? She's like, no, I'm not going to Peru. I'm going to Peru. It's like some place uptown and stuff. Okay. Oh god. <laughs> and then and then she's like, Laura's like walking. Uh, she's like walking away. And she's like, doctor, I don't think I want to do this no more. He's like, well, you know, I told you like it's gonna take some courage to do this thing. You know, you you, you can't you can't quit on me now. You know what I mean? Like. What about all this good that we're doing and stuff like that? And he's like, okay, well, I guess we'll talk about it when I get off a break. He's like, okay, yeah, just take Christmas, and we'll come and talk about it. So, like, so like the, the nurse that works along with the new uh, Newberry, she's all like, do you think she made contact? And this is Newberry. He's all like, I think she's playing little girl games with me.
0: <laughs> so creepy.
1: She's like, she's like, She's like, oh, okay. She's like, oh. She's like, we, she's like, yeah, she's like, she has a young body, but her mind is old. Very old. It just. And then, and then just... the nurse is like, oh, I got to finish. And then the nurse is like, oh, well, you think she's gone too far? And Newberry is like, no. He's like, right. she's like, she will come back. All right? Then she will let me go deep. As deep as I want. She loves it. She loves it when I go when I when I penetrate her when I penetrate her mind and go as deep as I can. (laughs) So like, no joke. Like when I was watching this movie, I was like Beth was in the same room (laughs) and she didn't know what's going on. She's like, "What the fuck are you watching?" (laughs) 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 So you watching some sort of creep porno or something? Like, no man. This guy's talking about penetrating her mind. Like literally, like like he literally wants to go in her mind. Yeah, he's a little
0: creepy. And this is from a woman that loves horror movies too. Yeah. So it's it's like it's just I mean it has to be on purpose, right? This could not be by accident. Yeah. Right. He 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 has to be sounding like like I am not, and like the people probably know this after listening to the show for a year. I am not the guy who thinks everybody's creepy because they're like you know talking to young girls or any younger women or anything like that. But like this is just like I mean it he's I mean it's it's like it's like um you know I, it's just it's it's it's, it's creepy. Yeah. But like, it's just, it's the just way like he's really like, like yeah, the way he's like explaining yeah, everything is just like creepy. So you think which you, is weird because of the actor that plays him, mm-hmm. there's a lot of connections to this actually, but the actor who plays him is the guy that played Ben Horn and Twin Peaks. And the, the Ben Horn character was a similar kind of character. You find out, um, you find things out about him later on spoilers if you haven't watched one Peaks yet, but, um, but yeah, so, um, but yeah, he, it's a kind of similar to his twin Peaks character in a way. Um, but twin peaks is much darker than this, but, um, but yeah, so it's just so creepy and weird. Um, yeah. it's just like that. He, the things that he's talking about, it's yeah. just, like And he's looking he's at uh,
1: he's looking at Ricky too while he's doing all this. So yeah. Laura's in like the uh little waiting area. She asked the front desk person, like, hey, uh, do you mind if you can look out for my brother? Um he's supposed to be picking me up. And the nurse is like, I can't, I'm really busy. And she's like, Well oh, fucking uh he has like a red jeep. Can you just let me know when you see a red jeep? She's like, Maybe I'll try. And then Laura's like, Bitch. <laughs> so Laura's like saying, "Um, go ahead. Yeah.
0: No, I was gonna say. So um, I may not have been paying attention as much as I should have, but this is the first part of the movie where I realized Laurel was blind. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they told her she was damn blind at the beginning. I must have missed that because I was watching this and I'm like, "How Why many is she uh, acting so weird?" And I'm like, "Oh, th- she's blind."
1: How many Schneider holiday cheers did you have watching this one?
0: And I I was stone cold sober watching this. Unfortunately.
1: Or maybe if you had the shiner, you would have paid attention. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. (laughs) So this is when, you know, Laura, she's just, like, sitting down waiting for her brother and stuff. And she eventually starts, then we have, like, these weird, like, long scenes. It was, like, showing, like, the fucking uh, front desk person talking, her sitting down, Mm -hmm. Laura sitting down, talking, you know, touching her watch and shit. And then she eventually, like, goes up and starts to talk to the front desk person again, doesn't get an answer, sits down. And then she eventually sees a flash of the front desk person killed like her throat got slashed and everything and then she wakes up and then mm. her fucking brother wakes her up and I could not believe my eyes I was like what the fuck is Jungle Boy on my screen right now like he looked like the older brother of like Jungle Boy from AEW
0: yes right or Griff so Garrison that yeah so that is Eric DeRay so Eric DeRay was also in Twin Peaks he played uh, uh, Leo Johnson Oh, yeah. So he was... So, I haven't so seen Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks came out... Well, you should watch it. I'm probably going to... Uh, hopefully, I won't spoil the whole thing for you as we talk about this. But, um, yeah, so Twin Peaks would come out the next fall, I believe. I think it came out in the fall of 1990. So a year from this, uh, the, the guy that played the doctor and, uh, and, the, and the guy that played her brother were in Twin Peaks together. So that's kind of interesting.
1: Very interesting. Maybe the director of Twin Preaks wasn't it, um, David, David Lynch. Lynch? He's like, Yeah, you know, it's a great movie, Son and I, Dead and I <laughs> Three. You better watch it. I'm gonna get that cast. Let's let's get the cast from yeah. that. Like, duh. So he wakes her up, Jungle Boy does, or his name is Chris. All right, so mm-hmm. Chris, the brother, wakes her up. He's like saying she's okay and everything. She and then, um, uh, She's like, Chris says, "Okay, she's she's good and everything." The front desk person's like, "Okay, great, you guys have a merry Christmas." And then Laura's like, "Thanks, you won't." <laughs> like basically not for you. It's <laughs> like, okay, damn, still holds a grudge. Damn. So this is when the uh, her brother, Chris, is like, he's like saying, like, "Hey, I found a new girlfriend. Uh, her name is uh, um Jerry." And uh, I'm going to be bringing her to to Christmas dinner with grandma and stuff. And Laura's not a big fan of that, but she's like, okay, whatever, I'll do it. And then eventually Laura's like, okay, I got to go visit my shrink. So, like, she goes to one hospital visit to another. She has to go visit her shrink. And then she makes a a joke about a a pea brain. And he starts, like, she's like, it's like, um, what a pea brain's, like, belt or something. And she's like, starts, like, whacking off her belt. Yeah, and they drop off.
0: True. So before you move on, do you want to hear something else really weird? Go ahead. So Jerry is played by an actress named Laura Herring, and Laura Herring was in another David Lynch movie called Mulholland Drive. She has a dual part in that. So maybe, (laughs) maybe he did watch this movie. Bro, this guy was fine.
1: Everybody, he's like, I'm going to take this cast. So they drive off and stuff, and then she's going to go visit her shrink. All right. Um. Mm-hmm. So now, uh, one of my favorite scenes of the movie happens. We have Santa. We have like this like hospital Santa visiting, like I guess kids or patients and stuff.
0: Yeah. And uh, he's the walking around. Santa. He
1: visits some guy named Timmy.
0: hmm
1: And he he gets out, and a nurse walks by. and she says "Merry Christmas," and she walks off. He's like, he's like, he's like, "Oh yeah, Merry Christmas." It's like, do you wanna, do you wanna lick my candy cane, little girl? <laughs> wow! And he looks like so, like yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, like super creepy. Like, not mm. only do we have Doctor Newberry, he's a creepier, and we got the Santa's a creeper
0: too. We got we got all kind of creepers in this movie. All right. Yeah, like why is why is the guy that plays Santa always a creep? Like, I'm sure most people that play Santa are really nice guys. They always, but then the movies are always a creep. Always a creep.
1: So he, Mm. the Santa Claus goes to Ricky's room, right, for some Mm. reason.
0: For some reason.
1: He's like, oh, you're a coma victim. All right, do you want some of this, Ricky? Yeah, vegetable? I was like, fuck. He's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Vegetables don't drink. He's just making all these kind of jokes. So now Ricky starts, I guess somehow, like, Santa's presence has now triggered Ricky to wake up out of Mm. his coma. And that's what he does. He wakes up of his coma. All right. And then uh, the sound's making some bit more jokes and stuff. And then eventually Ricky walks up. And then the, this is like a weird like scene. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like the camera cuts right. And the, the sound was like, "Oh, what the fuck? Hey, buddy, you're not well." Uh, it's like, "Hey, hey, uh, hey, man, I was just kidding about that broccoli stuff." Um, you know, you are okay? Don't do this. <laughs> and he like, freaks out and he dies.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's pretty much delivered exactly the way you just did. Yes,
1: it was just so, like It's like okay, all right, guy, we got you for like an hour. Can we just get this done? All right, we did 143 <laughs> takes. Can we just get this one done? I got, I got a budget over here. All right, so now we we get a scene of Laura. She's t- talking to her shrink now. Okay, so this is yeah. when we find out that Laura she uh she basically has some trauma because her parents died in mm. a plane crash yeah okay and that's what kind of gave her some trauma you know obviously being blind and you know not being feeling like she's normal um and then she starts talk about like all this like stuff she's been seeing lately um uh, like all these visions that she's been seeing and stuff and how she's like kind of like disturbing her and stuff and um and then of course the shrink thinks think, okay, he, he thinks like the uh she needs to like get out there more. She needs to like communicate with more people. She doesn't need to be so closed off. You know, she he's trying to say like, you know, just because you're blind and stuff doesn't mean you can't interact with people, you know? Yeah, of course. So he's trying to like, you know, make some good points over here. And uh, you know, she's just like, Well, you know, like I just don't I just don't feel very normal and stuff. I just wanna like, you know, get myself back into you know, try to figure things out some more. So she's, he's like telling like, you know, the string space saying like, you know, your anger. He just feels like a lot of anger in her. A lot of like pent up anger that she kind of needs to like, maybe help have people help her out with more. You know what I mean? Like to be a little bit more open than she yeah. is. So, and then she basically says something about being like, you know, trust people more and we just want to be a normal. And then she sees a click flashback of Ricky, uh, Saying, like, no one is normal, and then she freaks out a little bit. <laughs>
0: right. No one is normal.
1: So now we have, uh, you know, Ricky, he's now leaving the hospital, and then he eventually kills the front desk person with the envelope knife.
0: Yep, just so, like she said.
1: Yes. So just like Laura saw in her premonition, premonition. Right, uh the, the front desk person has died. And then, uh, did you see the blood spatter scene?
0: Oh, yes, I did. Definitely did
1: it it that. looked like some ketchup and it just poured out of a bottle. Mm.
0: Yeah, they didn't spend a lot of money on that.
1: <laughs> it was just like, they basically just took like a, it's like, okay, I need you to spray it like just really quick on the papers. Okay, <laughs> great. Add it in. Great. So Good now enough. this is when we meet Jerry, uh, Chris's girlfriend, his, his squeeze, uh, that, that he's bringing for Christmas dinner to grandma's house. So he really likes his yep. squeeze. Mm -hmm. every time i looked at this guy i was like fuck man he looks like he looks like he could be there could be like a new trio all right (laughs) jungle boy jack perry griff garrison and then chris all right they could be a new tag team
0: all right with his crazy like curly 1980s hair yes
1: he bro even okay so when he was walking behind you just saw his hair and his jean jacket i was like fuck that is like so that is that don't tell me it's not one of them or maybe maybe Griff Garrison and Jungle Boy like copied Chris. Maybe that's what it is.
0: Maybe they should yeah. team up. Uh, they should team up Griff Garrison and Jungle Boy. Yeah, that'd be a good team. Now that he now that he lost his dinosaur friend.
1: Yes. So. <laughs> so Chris is now introducing uh, Jerry to Laura, uh, mm-hmm. or L- Lori. So. Uh, <laughs> so she's all like, "Hey, this is uh, this is Jerry," uh, and she's like, "Oh yeah, Chris, tell me uh, a lot about you." And then Laura's like, oh, yeah, Chris told me that you give him good head. <laughs> oh, shit, okay. That's awkward. Dang. And it's like, okay, and then, she, and then uh, Jerry won for a comeback of herself. She's like, I'm also good with my hands, too. Ooh, Ooh okay. burn. So this part is a little funny. Ricky is now entered outside, all right? <laughs> and they have now driven, driven off. They're all driven off to go meet their uh, grandma. So I didn't really get this scene. So Ricky, in a hospital gown with a exposed
0: brain. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's covered by a bowl. It's not completely exposed. (laughs) Okay, so this guy is just
1: walking out in traffic like nothing's the matter at all. Yep. 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 Would you have stopped for Ricky? Uh. In in nineteen eighty
0: nine. I don't know, man. Like. I don't, I don't know what I would have thought if, I, if I'd seen like a guy in a hospital gown with half of his head cut off with a bowl on top of it with liquids sloshing around inside of it. I don't, I don't even, I don't know. I don't know. I would probably have just driven around him and just kept going.
1: So Jerry asks a weird question. She's like, mm-hmm. hey, Laura, how, how long have you been handicapped for? <laughs> the fuck? What is with the dialogue in this movie? Everybody's like an asshole. <laughs> I mean, how do, yes. How do you yeah. fuck? I mean, the girl just said you to give good head. I mean, I take that as a compliment. Anyway, so uh, so she's like, not. It didn't, <laughs> Chris basically wants him to change the subject, all right? But she's like, she doesn't see it has a Laura doesn't see her blindness as a as a handicapped. Okay, that's basically where we are getting to this whole scene. Though this is like a we. There's like I guess like just, Laura's not feeling that well, so she kind of dozes off a little bit after that little scuffle. Um, and this is when a scene where like, we see like the cops when they're like, uh, shooting Santa Claus in front of Ricky. So we got like a little flashback from the first movie again. All right. Then, uh, then, yes. then, uh, Laura breaks up and we could basically tell right now that now Laura and then Ricky, they're now like, mm-hmm. they're like, uh, um, they're connected. So mm-hmm. they can kind of like, they're not like connected, like how they were in Halloween four. All right. Uh, with, with the with the uh, michael myers and uh, daniel Harris's character they weren't like connected like that but they're like they're, they're semi they're semi-connected like that so i can see where you right, got they're connected like
0: jason but like jason and the girl from five to 13 seven is yes kind of
1: yeah so this is when so now ricky is uh <laughs> he's trying to get hitchhiked to peru and he's actually like in front of the peru sign in his garden outfit with his brain exposed hitchhiking <laughs>
0: All
1: right. I just can't. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I
0: mean, so he gets picked up by a guy. This is the good script. This is the good. This script. This is the good that's script, bro. I, I, yeah, this is the good script. I can't. I, can, I just can't illustrate that enough. All that was right. a script they didn't like, and they use this one.
1: All right. So check out the odds here. Check out these odds. <laughs> so he gets picked up by like this like molester van. Okay. And it's yes. like this dude in there, and he goes in there, and he's like, "Hey, man. Like, I'm. Where are you headed to and stuff?" He's like, "Okay. Like, check this out." He like throws him a red sweater. Oh, I hate this damn red sweater. It just so happens to be red that you hate. All but right. You hate. And He's then I, my, 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 my wife wants me to wear it all the time. I don't know why that shit at all. And of course what happens? Well, Ricky freaks out and he kills him. And he puts him <laughs> on the side of the road and just drives off like everything's normal.
0: Yep. Because he can drive. Yes.
1: Uh, here comes another one of my favorite scenes of the movie. The gas station scene. This is fantastic. <laughs> so we had this guy, he's just watching the old school did you tell what kind of movie this was they was watching? I didn't I didn't mm-hmm. like look it up, but it's like one of those old school I, yeah, like I movies.
0: Remember.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was in one of those one of those old school movies. He's working at a gas station. Uh he gets a call and it's like, Hey, this is one two six service guy I was like, Okay, what? And he's like, Oh, it's you. Oh man, I was feeling a little lonely. He's like <laughs> he's like He's like, and then he hears like a little noise. It's like, oh crap. Hey, hey, hey. He's like, this is telling the girl on the phone Hey, listen, I want you to talk dirty to me. All right. Cause I'm, I'm feeling kind of lonely, but I got a customer. So just give me like a second. I'll be right back. He's like, oh no, don't leave. Don't leave. And it's Ricky. That's like, obviously, he's going up to the gas station part and he's like, hey, you got you need any help? And then like, so like the phone is on the hook, right? <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. we just hear like the girl's voice on there. She's she's all like, hey, Gray. Hey, hey! I call. I wanted to talk dirty to you. Hey, <laughs> hey! I know you're listening. Oh, are oh, You listening? Oh, my, my pants are so wet. Greg, <laughs> I know you're listening. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's just like what the fuck. <laughs>
0: it's like it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it.
1: And then, uh, so now, and then we get good cut to that scene. All right, I'm seeing like this grandma setting up the whole Christmas dinner. So we had this fucking yep. d- girl that want to talk dirty. Then we see grandma on the same scene. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, the-
0: yeah, we have the girl sexting and then grandma setting up the. It's like, it's just weird, like, uh, <laughs> uh, things that don't go together.
1: Exactly. It's like, <laughs> like what what's going on here? Uh, so now, like, uh, uh, Chris and, and, and Jerry and Laura, they all show up to the gas station stuff. And, um, they're, like, just, like, walking around, and they're, they're eventually going to go to the phone. Like, I guess they're going to call um on, on a payphone. Because, you know, back in the day, brother, we didn't have no cell phones, brother.
0: Nah, we had to call on a payphone. Yeah,
1: you had to stop somewhere and call on a payphone to let grandma that you're coming over for Christmas dinner, brother. And that's what they're doing. And this is really weird. So, like, so like, they're about to call, right? And then before they do, mm. like, the grandma... I don't know if this was, like, supposed to be edited out or something. <laughs> but the grandma's cleaning. She's like, oh, the phone will ring. And then it rings. Did you notice that? Yeah, it's like I was like, was was that supposed to be like edited out? Like we we had this movie out for this long and we kept that shit in. Like, what's going on here? (laughs) I was
0: like, yeah, I don't. uh, Is she psychic too? Oh shit, maybe she is psychic. Yeah, maybe she's psychic too. Maybe that's what we're supposed to get out of that single. Okay, I I just thought they
1: fucking didn't cut it. That's what I thought. (laughs) All right, so so obviously it's Chris, and they're letting you know that they're going to be on their way soon. All right. And then, of course, you know, during this, Jerry and Laura, they're still not really getting along too well. They keep going like, they're not really doing insults to each other, but they're being very, like, sarcastic towards each other.
0: Yeah. They don't really like each other. Yeah. Or, or Laura doesn't really like her, I guess.
1: Yeah. And the biggest thing is, grandma needs her butter. All right. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that butter, man. So they all leave and stuff. And then eventually we see Greg, the gas station guy, you know, the guy that he likes to have those horny phone calls. Yeah. His head yep. is now on a table. So he's dead. So now we hear the door ring for granny's house and we have like, and we have Ricky. He has showed up and he has a big Ricky
0: got there before they did.
1: Yes. Well, he was, uh, even though, even though he left later. Yes. Uh, he had full wheel drive. mm -hmm. All right.
0: (laughs) Which makes you get there faster.
1: Yes, I guess. But, the only thing I noticed, because I wasn't even thinking that until you actually brought it up, was I was thinking, where the fuck does this guy find a beanie at? <laughs> he put a beanie
0: <laughs> on his head. behind his brain. <laughs> I mean, this stuff. I I don't even know what to say. Like, I don't even know what what kind of comment to make. Like, he's He just looks so ridiculous with his beanie on his head. Yeah. To cover up this bowl of brain stuff. Like, right. it's it's it's.
1: It's fantastic, that's what it is. It's and it's Granny ridiculous. just let her yeah. Granny and her name that's her name, by the way. There's she doesn't have like no name like Phyllis or nothing, it's Granny. Yeah. Yep. Alright, so we're back in the hospital now. Newberry is now telling the cops, all right, about this this guy Ricky. He was in a coma for fucking six years.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. Alright? I mean, come on. And then the cops like, you telling me this guy in a coma just wakes up and kills this front desk person out of nowhere? He's like, it's like, it's, and then they start talking. They're like talking in the hallway. He's like, "Yes, this the person that was supposed to be is Ricky." He's like, "What, Rick, uh, Richard Caldwell? Where'd I heard that name before?" Oh yeah, isn't that the guy that fucking couple years ago fucking uh, chop, chopped up a bunch of people with axes and stuff? He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah, I thought we shot him like multiple times and stuff." He's like, "Well, yes, you did shoot him, but we actually saved his brain." And by saving his brain, we did this experiment. And from this mm. experiment, he actually kept all his memories. And the cop's like... Yes. He's <laughs> like, what the fuck? I would have just pulled the plug. <laughs> yeah,
0: of course. Because we couldn't let the murderer die. We had to save him by cutting off the top of his skull.
1: Yeah, and then like, the, the doc was like, well, he believes there's, there's, uh, everybody is worth saving. Okay. So now, uh, we have Ricky, he's eating at the dinner table now, okay? Uh, <laughs> and he's like, you know, he's pretty like happy that, she, that the grandma's serving him food there. So now, this is when the, the Dr. is now telling the, the sheriff, the cop, um, he's telling them about the, uh, uh, what his work is. Okay, so this is when we kind of figure out what the actual doctor's work is, He basically, um, he's like, he has this girl that he uses named Laura. And she, um, she is a very good telepath. And she can go in and then she wants to try to link coma victims with these telepaths. So they can have a breakthrough of talking to to, to the coma victims. So he's trying to give all this stuff. All right. About like how they do the whole procedure and everything. Um, and then, you know, during all this stuff, Ricky's kind of looking around stuff and he sees a picture of Laura, um, and then now like uh, Grandma, It's like, "Oh yeah, that's my uh, that's my uh, um, my two grandchildren, Laura and Chris, and everything." It's like, oh, "Okay, here, like I'll, I'll give you this present." And of course, the present is red, so it went right when Grandma hands Ricky the red present, he freaks out. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. So Chris and the crew they're singing "Merry Christmas" uh, that "Merry Christmas" song. Uh, so they get to the grandma, grandma's house. Laura's feeling a little tired and stuff. She kind of goes on before they do. And she's looking throughout the whole house for granny, but she can't find granny anywhere.
0: Yeah, because Ricky killed her.
1: Yes. So Laura says, like, you know, this is like, this is like, it's kind of weird because, you know, grandma, oh, she always meets us. She always meets us at the front door. And then Chris is like, oh, maybe she's just like wandered off to like the neighbor's house and stuff like that. Yeah, Uh
0: probably. That makes logical sense. She just wandered off in the middle of the night. And then,
1: and then Chris jokes like, "Oh, maybe the boogeyman got her." Ha 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 ha. (laughs) Okay. So, and then, and then, of course, like Laura's like, "Okay, well, something's wrong here too. Like, this chair is not supposed to be here at all." So she freaks out about some chair. And then Chris tells her like, "Okay, you know, she's basically Chris is telling Jared, listen, like Laura, she knows every inch of this house because this is where we all grew up in. So she could tell if anything's like misplaced or not." Mm-hmm. And then they go upstairs, and then um, the Laura's just trying to, like, you know... She's trying to, like, reach for... She, at first, she kind of, like, has, like, a little vision of Granny. Like, a little short vision of Granny. So, uh, Chrissy's gonna go check on the food, and Jerry, she's gonna go take a bath. Because this is a 1989 oh, yeah. horror movie, and we gotta see some tits,
0: yeah. brother. Yeah, we gotta have boobs.
1: All right. So, Jerry starts taking a bath a little bit. Um... So, Laura, she grabs some whiskey. And her and Chris do a little shot together. Um, and then, uh, and then of course, Laura's just talking about how much she's like, you know, because she's, obviously she's feeling a little ill because she has like, a connection with Ricky. That's probably just making her feel mm-hmm. a little ill. But she thinks it's just her getting sad around the, uh, the holiday season. So, now we have Harry, Chris... Jump in the bathtub with Jerry. Do yes. you saw how hairy this guy was? He is truly yeah. jungle boy or jungle man during this time.
0: Yeah, well, some people have hair, man.
1: Yes, like myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe I can have a hair off between him and me. No, anyway, maybe You'd win, though, for I, sure. I probably would. Uh, so they're in the bath, you know, flirting and shit like that, and she, he, like, washes her back and shit. So the, the um, <laughs> I called him the cop in the dock. But, you know, we have the sheriff sure. and then we have Dr. Newberry. So if you hear cop and doc, I just shortened them for my notes. So they're like, you know, they're, 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 they're. so they're basically going over like, like Lori is probably the person they need to find to find Ricky because mm-hmm. he's like, okay, well, if this uh, Ricky character is, as you say it is, as you say it is, like he's linked to these, um, a psychic you know, people, obviously is going to be linked to this Laura girl. So wherever she's going, that's probably what we'll be. And then Doc was thinking, okay, well, she mentioned something about oranges and stuff. So maybe like she went to her grandma's house in Peru. So we just got to find, yeah, we just got to find like, uh, her. we just got to narrow it down. Like, okay, her granny lives in this Peru place. She's an orange picker. Uh, Everybody go give me all the list of orange pickers around this particular area of Peru. All right. (laughs) So
0: that's how they gonna That's how they're the gonna find her this movie. Yes. Yes.
1: So um So now Chris, after like they did a well they didn't really have sex, but they were in the bathtub together, so they leave and they're gonna go take a walk now. They're gonna go look for they're gonna go look for um for granny while Laura sits there and watches the that wasn't that the Alfred Hitchcock movie, Birds, she was watching. I mean, yeah, or talk of the, the bird, bird or something. Totally. Yeah, yeah. So now Chris, he's pointing to the stars, and then he eventually does like this, like jump scare that's like totally lame. Like <laughs> I would, I would have just cut that shit out of the movie because that was just lame. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, where the grandma lives, she has a a spare house that people go in and out of who pick oranges. So let's say Allison, let's say you're a, an orange picker. Yeah, you can go into Granny's spare house, just chill there, no problem. Pick your oranges and leave. Yep, apparently. So, like, is that like a real thing?
0: I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know much about orange picking. Um, but yeah, it's kind of weird that she has an extra house on their property. Yeah, that orange because Chris is
1: like, have. okay, well, I'm gonna knock on his door, but usually just a bunch of orange pickers like come in and out of here. Okay. Yeah. So, then they're going to go check the neighbor's house, too, that they think she might be at. So, this is a weird scene. So, every time we have, like, the the cop and the doc, like, yeah. I don't know who wrote their dialogue. I don't know what's going on with this shit. Because now they're talking about, like, cellular phones in your car. And then, yeah. like, the guy's like, yeah, if I try to sell you one, I get $200. Like, is this a commercial within the movie or something? <laughs> Like, while I the? was
0: thinking of that too, I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> what
1: does that have like, to do with anything? So, they're talking about like a, a, a system in your car where you can make like calls. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But then the guys, and then the doc's like, well, are you trying to sell me on this? It's like, yeah, I get like 200 bucks if I sell you. I get 200 bucks if I sell you this. I was like, well, what does that have to do with like anything? Okay. So, yeah, that's the, uh, yes. Okay. Okay, so then he's also so now that after they they go on about the cell phones or the car hazardous stuff um he goes and saying like hey, you know, um the doctor uh, the doc the cop pretty much calls him stupid, he's like, hey, you know, what do you call a guy who researches stuff things and has bad results You call him stupid, okay, so it's a line that you' they're gonna use later um yeah. so you know Chris is now telling uh uh, so now Chris is like he's back at the house and he's tearing Laura like, "Hey, can you can you just give Jerry a chance? Like, no, nobody's perfect and stuff, but can you just like get along with her? You know, I really like this girl and shit, you know."
0: Yeah,
1: it's just like oh, I'm sorry, I've just been very jumpy lately, and um, she feels like something's like pursuing her. Like she feels like something's about to happen.
0: Yeah, because she's psych- psychically connected to this. This guy yeah. who murdered a bunch of people, and now she's seeing people get get murdered. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And now she's
1: worried this. a little bit about, you know, she's obviously worried about Granny, and then now they figured out that Chris's car is now gone. That's what Jerry says. Like, hey, where's your car at? Did you move it? Nope, it's gone now. Oh, shit.
0: <laughs> it's just gone.
1: So now we get more scenes of the cop and the doc and stuff. We, every time we get them, I, I'm just so confused with them. But they, they're now they're talking about, like, Hey, Doc, during all your experiments, you forgot about one major thing. Murder. Okay. Yes. So now they're all looking for Granny outside again, like the whole crew. Uh, so except for Laura, she's in, she's, just, she's still inside. Uh, so like, you know, uh, Chris and Jerry, they go look for Granny and they go look for the, his car as well and see where the, both of them went. Um, so Lori, she's inside and everything. She eventually like has like this long scene where she goes up to a window and she eventually sees Ricky and she starts freaking out a little bit. All right. Um, and then she starts to go lock the door, but Chris comes in there. It's like, Hey, we found my car, but it was like upside down.
0: Yeah. because yeah. Ricky can do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 Easy. Um, so now it's all like, um, yeah, and then, lo- <laughs> So it's like, I from my car. It was like upside down and stuff. And Laura's like, we got to get out of here. Like, we, we got, you guys got to go. And then Jared's like, maybe we should call the cops. And Chris is like, smart. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know why I thought that was so, like, what? Oh, what? Okay.
0: Like, I never thought of that. I never thought of that. The cops.
1: I can't think of that at all. Our
0: car's upside down. Our grandmother's missing, and I saw a psychotic killer.
1: Yes. So now, Maybe like, uh, so of course they try to call the cops. Laura's like, I'll try to call them. Of course, the, the, uh, the, the phone no. cuts dead. It's cut. Yeah. All right. If they
0: family had that phone, that car phone. Yeah.
1: And then Laura's like, hey, my picture's gone. Interesting.
0: But how does she know that, though, because she's blind?
1: Uh, she, um, she she remember she knows every part of the house that's fine mm-hmm.
0: but is she, uh, okay alright F- fair enough fair enough
1: yeah so now the doc and the cop they have found the dead dead Greg's uh, head and then this yeah. is when the doc's like yeah when I want to do my research about that fucking Ricky guy apparently when he sees he sees red he gets triggered and he kills people so <laughs> I don't know I guess this Greg guy is wearing some red shit
0: mm-hmm. yeah maybe
1: So, and then like, so he's basically saying that Red triggers his, his trauma, his trauma that he has.
0: Right. Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. So after they, they find like the dead Greg's head and stuff, the doctor goes on his own. Like, he's just like, walks to like this corner and he doesn't even have like his videotape, you know, his little recorder like he did earlier. He's just talking. Mm-hmm.
0: He's all like, he's just talking to himself. He's talking to
1: himself. Yeah. He's like, it's like, you hear me, Ricky? All right. You hear your your soul? It's still searching. Hey, we should have just let you sleep. It's like, what the fuck are you talking to, man?
0: <laughs> it's unbelievable.
1: And then, uh, so now they found the house, and now they all go to it now. Or, um, yes. So, um, and then Laura's like, hey, it's him and stuff. Like, the, the guy who I've been seeing through all my visions, it's him. And then she tells a story about Ricky, and uh, and then all the horrible stuff that happened to him, and uh, and like she's all saying like you know you showed me all the terrible stuff. So like while like while Laura's like telling her all the story, like Jerry kind of goes up the, next to the door, and then like like uh, Ricky just like breaks through the door with his arm and like starts choking her. All right, mm. and you know what I thought it was pretty interesting about this particular scene. Is you know nowadays if we were gonna have like a jump scare like a popping out of the door grabbing somebody by the throat we would have like a yeah. super shaky camera and we would have like some loud intense noise like yeah. like this one it was just break the break the wind break the door grab her choker her, no music at all very quiet and Chris just like yeah. walks gently yeah, to right. a knife and then stabs his arm with the knife. <laughs> And like no music, no nothing, no intense, no, nothing intense. You know what I mean? No loud sounds, yeah. nothing. It was very interesting. Well, that's,
0: yeah, that's how they, well, that's how they scare people now. That's, that's what's wrong with horror movies is that they just have some, it's, the mo- movies aren't scary anymore. Like it's, they're not really scary. They just give you this really loud noise when you're sitting in a theater and it makes you jump, but it's not scary. Um, this movie is also not scary, but it could be, um, you know, the way movies were made in this time. Yeah. You actually had real, real, real scares instead of just like real loud noises that make you jump for a second. And then you're, then it, you know, it shoots the whole thing. And that's the whole scary part is yeah. the one little jump scare.
1: So Laura says, like, he can't be stopped. He almost killed her. And he's, he's not after all this stuff. He's after me. But if we stay here, he'll kill us all. Yep. All right. So now we get more of the dog and cop stuff. All right. They're talking about, you know, uh, what's our? What, they're talking about what's gonna happen when the sheriff uh, sees Ricky. Is he just gonna kill him, or is he gonna like try to like tame him and stuff? And the sheriff's like, well, it just kind of depends on the scenario. It depends like if he's gonna come after me. It depends, you know. It just depends really on what Ricky actually does if I'm gonna kill him on the spot or not. And then eventually, like, is like then they start talking about like reptiles and shit like that for like <laughs> some reason. And then like Doc's like, well, I gotta go drain my lizard. And then he like goes straight. Speaking of reptiles. And then Dr. New, Newberry steals the car. And the cop's <laughs> like, fuck. Asshole stole my car.
0: Because he doesn't want Ricky to get killed.
1: So now we have uh, Laura and Jerry. They're waiting for Chris for a very long time because we had to waste a couple minutes of the film. Uh, and yeah. then Chris takes forever to find a shotgun. And he found one. Found <laughs> so they all, leave, they all leave the house together. They kept saying that this is one of his old grandpa's shotguns.
0: Yeah, it's like 100 years old, he says. Yes.
1: So they're walking through the the forest for long periods of time. And eventually, Rick attacks Chris. They start fighting each other. And eventually, Ricky gets the better of him. And he stabs him. And eventually, Ricky, uh, Chris tells um Jerry and Laura to get out of there and run. And they run off. And then Ricky stabs Chris. So Newberry drives up. He talks to Ricky. He's just, like, talking for a little bit. Ricky's about to leave. But then Newberry plays the tapes of Laura. Uh
0: Uh-oh.
1: And then then Newberry's like, she woke you up, didn't she? And I was like, no, he didn't. It was the fucking drunk Santa that woke his ass up. (laughs) All right. And then, like, they're, like, talking a little bit, and they start holding hands. And then, like, Ricky just stabs his ass. Mm -hmm. And then then he says, Laura... and then Laura and Jerry, they're blocking out the door. <laughs> I said that this part was pretty funny. So, like, they're, like, blocking out the door, right? And Laura's saying, like, you know, it's like, is he dead? Is he really dead and stuff? He's just like, oh, I just, I, you know, I loved him so much. And she's like, and then Jerry's like, oh, sorry. All right. And then she's like, I loved him, too. And then Ricky just bust out the fucking back door. Like <laughs> Like they fucking blocked off the front door, but the back door, was like, oh, fuck it, he ain't gonna go to that one. And he buses in there like the fucking Kool Aid man.
0: Yeah. So, but, mm-hmm. so there's an issue here. So, yeah. All right. So, this whole scenario, this whole movie, we followed Newberry talking to himself about this experiment with Laura and Ricky. Yes. So then he has these long, well, seemingly long conversations with the sheriff. Then he steals the sheriff's car. Yes. And he drives all the way to where Ricky is, and then Ricky just kills him, and he's not in the movie again. Like, he could have not been in this movie after the first five minutes, and it wouldn't have made any difference. Well, he, at all.
1: he, he does have one last scene coming up, but yes. Oh, that's true. I forgot. So, yeah. I guess what Newberry was thinking was he still wanted to keep Ricky alive to keep him yeah. for. Because I guess he feels like this is all his fault in a way. Like, he feels like he somehow. Uh, since he did his experiments he woke Ricky up, you know, the dead waking up from the from his sleep and maybe he's yeah. feeling like maybe I can like calm him down by my doctor words and it didn't maybe. work. <laughs>
0: maybe. Mm-hmm. It definitely didn't it definitely did not work. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I have no idea why he was a creeper as well. That wasn't really explained. Maybe that's just his no, personality. Maybe. So they after after Ricky breaks in the door like the fucking I mean, just fucking Brilliant. move over, Michael Myers. We don't need you anymore. We got Ricky. Okay? Got like, Ricky. They, Yeah, this guy. is crazy. All right? So the girls run upstairs. Uh, they grab Grandpa's other gun. Oh, okay. That's convenient. Mm. All right? Um, And then eventually they, like, start making up with each other. Like, saying they're sorry to both each other. Because that's all they have right now mm. is them two. Um, Jerry. Cause she, and now Jerry, she needs to go look for the other gun in the other room. And then when she looks under the bed, she gets pulled. Pulled away. So now Laura follows um, Jerry. She keeps saying, Jerry, Jerry, you know, where are you at and stuff? And she's like, and then she can, she's, she says, she's like, oh, I can feel you in here. I can feel you. And then, of course, um, you know, Ricky's in there and she can kind of feel Ricky being in that presence. And then she eventually, like, touches Ricky's face and she screams and she locks herself into, like, the fucking bathroom. And of course, Ricky breaks through. Was breaking through the bathroom. Um, and then eventually um, Laura kind of like slides away, but she's leaving like her bloody prints everywhere. And then she eventually goes down to the basement. So she makes it all the way down to the basement. Um, she like touches a rat. So she makes noise. That's how Ricky knows that she's in the basement now. Yeah. Um, Laura's now sees a vision of granny. And now we can, now we knew that granny knew that Laura had her magic powers of, of tele telepathic. So I guess granny was also telepathic too. So now like Granny's yeah, so like, she, hey, the phone was going to ring. Yeah, exactly. So like, you know, she's like telling her to use her powers. Don't feel bad about your powers. You need to use the powers for good. There's good people out there. You need to use those fucking powers. Use the powers. All right.
0: I mean, yes. there are good people. None of them are in this movie, but there are good people.
1: Yes. Well, you know, Jungle Boy, Chris, he was all right. He's all right.
0: Well, that's true.
1: Yeah, there's one good person. So, eventually, like, you know, Laura's like, oh, I need you, Granny. I need you, Granny. Then she eventually walks into her Granny hanging up and the thing. I thought that part was pretty crazy. That was probably, like, the most, like, shocking part of the movie.
0: Yep. Where she,
1: like, runs into her Granny's body and she falls down on the boxes.
0: Yeah, we finally know what happened to Granny. Yes.
1: So, Ricky now comes downstairs. And then... Okay, this part is also a little funny, too. So, Laura takes out the light. Okay? So, we're led to believe... That there was just one light bulb, and when she takes it out, it's all darkness now. Even though there was, like, lights everywhere. There was lights coming through the hallway. <laughs> there was lights coming through the window. <laughs> but we're led to believe it's pitch black in this fucking scene right now. I was like, come on, guys. I can dis—I disbelieve my uh, what I'm seeing, but I can't. There's, like, lights everywhere, <laughs> okay? So they start fighting in the lights a little bit uh, with the lights off and stuff. Because she's like... We're even now, Ricky. I was like, "What? There're fucking lights everywhere. How are you even?" Um. So eventually, they um. Uh, they're like, he, Laura tries to escape, but like Ricky he grabs her and stuff. So they start fighting a little, a little bit. Um, and then eventually Chris shows up. He's not dead yet. He shows up, and he like knocks him down. Uh, and then, like, him and uh, Ricky start fighting. And eventually, like, uh, Ricky starts uh, choking him with the shotgun. Mm-hmm. So after all this happened, you know, um, uh, the uh, Laura's, like, kind of like, taunting Ricky. She's like, hey, come and play. Come play over here, Ricky. Come, come over here. I know you really want me over here. So he, Ricky's walking and walking a little bit. And eventually, like, trips or something. And then she, like, stabs him so there he goes and then now the cop goes up to Newberry he sees Newberry and Newberry is like on the floor with his guts hanging out alright mm-hmm. and then like and then the cop's like he's like you should give me a call sometime <laughs> and then the doctor's wow. like don't be stupid <laughs> I was, saying. I was like so what okay yes yes I was just saying yes okay yes I got you so so now Laura goes over Chris's body saying like I love you Chris and everything the cop shows up uh, now all the cops are taking all the bodies back and then one of the, the ambulance person said hey we, we might be able to save this one talk about Chris uh, the cop asked Laura if she's okay um the cops saying like I don't know much.
0: <laughs>
1: Alright. Clearly. <laughs> okay, no no, he's like <laughs> he did say I don't know much. But he's like, cop says, I don't know how you did it. But there, there's a lot of things I don't know. And then Laura says, Merry Christmas. And then we see like a ghost Ricky saying, and a happy new year.
0: Happy New Year. It's it, it's insane. It. And that was it. Yeah, that's it. It's it's absolutely insane. We
1: end the trilogy of the Ricky and um, Ricky and Billy storyline. The Silent Night, Deadly Night three, brother. Yep, it's gone. <laughs> yep, yep, because you know, it so is. it's over. So a couple little things. There is a Silent Night Dead of Night four and five, but they don't really like mm-hmm. pick up on the story of Billy and uh, Ricky. They kind of like they're all mm-hmm. their own things. And, yeah. you know, those ones are 90s ones. We might we might do those maybe next year for, like, a lights out. Maybe we'll see. Um, but I have seen both of those before. One of them is a Strange X-Files episode. The other one is actually pretty good, The Toymaker. But, uh, but, yeah. So there's a couple of things. Allison, maybe you can explain this to me. I'll try. Okay. So we get that. Okay, so Ricky and the second movie died, okay? And we saved his brain. Now did we transport his brain into some random dude or is that supposed to be Ricky
0: himself? I was going to ask you that question cuz they do kind of imply yes. that they saved his brain. Yes. That it, that that maybe that body's not Ricky. But they don't tell us that, you know, they don't say that, "Oh, well, we we, you know, Ricky was dying, so we transplant we saved his brain and we transplanted it into another body." You know, through the whole movie they make it seem like it is Ricky. So I don't know. I don't know, but I was wondering that too. I was wondering if if uh, you had any insight on that. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I, I I mean, it would make it would make sense, right? If uh, if they, because you know, that's why he doesn't look anything like Bill Mosley in, in in the second one. But um, I don't know.
1: Yeah, very very I, I, interesting. You
0: know. So he also seems like like you'd be a lot older.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Well.
0: Like Blow Mosley's older. I mean, yes,
1: exactly. So may, I did. I did remember them saying like the uh, the body was a little mangled too. So maybe that's how they kind of get rid of it. Then, so, but um, maybe. you know, some final thoughts for myself. I actually like this movie. I thought the uh, I thought the story was like okay. You know, there's kind of like some wacky characters like Doctor Newberry and shit like that. But uh the whole actual storyline, like the concept, I thought it was like a, a neat. Idea, you know, with uh, having this girl who's like a who's like a psychic going to uh, yeah. this killer's brain to see if he's still alive and stuff, and he wakes up for like yeah. you know a failed experiment. You know, it has like kind of like a Frankenstein thing there. You know, like you were saying before, they had that psychic connection that they did in Halloween and the Jason movie or the Freddy movie. Mm. Um, um, so you know, it, it had good elements. It just some of it was just like a little ridiculous. And to be honest with you, I didn't really like the
0: finish. No. Finish sucked. Um, I like. I don't know. Like That part of it I did like. Like, like I like the idea of this girl who's psychically connected to a killer. I think that's a great story premise that's been used a lot and is actually really good. Um, it never really gets old. I mean, it's kind of like... Uh, what's the name of that movie? I can't think of it now. Uh, there's a 90s movie that's kind of like that. Um, but Everything else in it is just so ham-fisted and, like, forced and, like, just, like, you could tell this was written in a week. I'm surprised it took a week to write this, honestly. Like, I feel like we could just, we could have hammered this out in a day or two.
1: Yeah, buddy. I would love to film. You know what funny. I mean? Like, I feel awesome. like we
0: could, you and I could have just hammered a movie, like, that, this out in a, in a day or two. And then, like, because there's really not much that happens in it. Like, you know, the Newberry character is completely useless. He does nothing in this movie except get the ball rolling. He well, could have not been in the movie he was ever there. again, and it wouldn't have made any difference. Well,
1: he was there to tell us the plot of what the experiment was and to be creepy.
0: Yeah, and to be creepy. And then, then we had Ricky who hitchhiked to Peru. And well,
1: yeah, I mean, it's- <laughs> with his like, brain hanging out. I mean, come on now. Duh. All right. No problem there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. But, yeah, everybody, check it out. Silent Night, Deadly Night. The uh, the three part trilogy series. Here. Now, Allison, if you bought this VHS for like eighty bucks,
0: what would- <laughs> I would have I would have lost my mind if I paid eighty dollars to see this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, uh, so like you know, I love this movie. This movie is great, but I don't know if I can justify eighty bucks for the you know this thing. But uh no. it, it definitely would have been a rent from Blockbuster. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yes, it would have been a rental from Blockbuster for sure. So it has a great cover. The VHS cover looks fantastic. Exactly.
1: So everybody, check it out. This starts off our month of Halloween joy. I mean, uh, Halloween. This starts off our month of uh, Christmas joy. Oh yeah. So phew, starting to fall. hot, brother. What a great this this movie though. You know, for all its faults, I I, I loved it. I loved the uh, the corniness of it. I loved the dialogue. I like the weirdness. I, I love this movie so this one this one does get an a plus for me, but you know wow. it's not my it's not my all time favorite movie but i do i do enjoy the campiness because I'm all about some campy stuff when it's when it's there but mm-hmm. uh any final words Allison before we uh mm-hmm. get on going
0: no I mean you have to see this movie to believe it like it's 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 just it's shocking it's unbelievable like that this this is a real movie. <laughs> But it is. It's a real movie, and it's a real serious statement of, uh, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever this is. Um, it, it's it's amazing. It's amazing how insane this movie is.
1: Yes. So join us here next week for hopefully another amazing movie, and we're gonna be in the same year, 1989, and we're gonna be talking about the movie, Elves. And mm. can I just read? Can I before we go? Can I just read you guys a little summary? About this elves movie. I think, so I never I think seen. You def-
0: I think you definitely should.
1: <laughs> so I've never seen this movie before and you haven't either, Allison, right? Right. So, so okay. <laughs> a young woman discovers that she is the focus of an e- evil Nazi experiment involving selection breeding and summon elves in an attempt to create a race of supermen. Yeah. I mean, that sounds fantastic, right? I mean, that's perfect. She and two of yep. her friends are trapped in a department store with an elf. And only Dan <laughs> was it Haggerty, has the Dan renegade Hagerty, loose yeah. cannon Santa Claus can save them. So only Dan Haggerty has a loose cannon Santa Claus can save. This has to be fantastic. Okay, I can't yeah. wait for this
0: one, guys. It's got Christmas, it's got Santa Claus, it's got Dan Haggerty, and it's got Nazis. We have to see this. Yes,
1: so that'll be here next week on The Retro Blood. Everybody check us out. And like I said, check us out on the Facebook page, the the group page, and everything. I'm gonna post a bunch of extras on there, you know, Christmas extras and stuff, videos, extra podcasts, all kinds of extra shit will be on there. The you know they'll be on there slowly, but they'll be on there. So, but Allison, you did the metal music. What what song of Carcass are you gonna be leaving anybody out, out with?
0: I think tonight we should leave with the final song off Symphony of Sickness to take us out tonight we should listen to crepitating bowel erosion
1: oh move over cannibal Court. we got some other crazy songs for you yep. that's a great one just like our boy new bear you know when he got chopped up from our boy uh, ricky you know yep. has guts hanging okay. out over there he has some bow. Ba- what was it called bowel what
0: crepitating bowel erosion yeah
1: he was doing all that lots shit of,
0: yeah lots mm-hmm. of bowel erosion in this. <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely all right, guys. We'll check it here later on the Retro Blood. Happy holiday! See you, guys. See ya.